Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spirit School. I am very excited to come to you today around a topic I'm very passionate about, and I hope I don't come across as too uh, aggressive, though anyone who knows me probably knows I'm not typically aggressive, but it's a, it's a topic I'm very, very passionate about, and it's a big risk for me to talk about this because, uh, you know, it could be perceived that I may lose potential clients because of this topic. And I am okay with that because in my work with spirit, I have dedicated to, how do I say this? I have dedicated to kind of serve my own soul at the same time because every time I serve others, I gain so much from that experience. A lot of the time what I'm sharing with clients, I also need to hear. um, And that's the beauty and intelligence of the world of spirit. Um, so I typically only do what feels good for me, (laughs) if that makes sense. So that's how come I feel like it's really important to talk about because if I was the type of healer and type of psychic that just wanted like mass clientele, then I wouldn't be talking about this kind of stuff. But I work very intentionally with the world of spirit to um, attract clients that resonate with what I have to offer the world, whether that's going to be two clients or 200 clients. And so I have to be okay with that um, when I talk about things like this. So what I really wanted to talk about is what I perceive the difference between psychic and soul readings. Now, I do put somewhere on my website, I'm a psychic medium. I had a really hard time five years ago when I kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to be doing this service work in some capacity. Like, what do I call myself? Like, I am a medium, but I feel there's so much more than mediumship that comes through in my readings. And as the years have progressed, I have actually found a pattern happening where less and less people come see me for mediumship readings. Um... And I found that people were a lot more curious about their own abilities or their own, um, you know, what their souls were saying. But along that journey, I did occasionally attract people who wanted me to tell them what to do with their lives. And every time I would encounter one of these readings, I would get kind of angry. I would get, not at my client, obviously, I would never get mad at another human being for yearning for more information, but I would feel something rising within me that just rubbed me the wrong way. Now, Part and parcels, I'm a trained evidential medium, so evidence is key. And when it comes to psychic readings, there's no evidence behind telling somebody what to do with their life. You might tell them, like, yes, quit this job, and then this other one will come up in June. But some the skeptic in me, and I am quite skeptical, is just like, well, are you not then just telling them how to live their life in the future, i.e. taking away their divine free will to make their own decisions? So of course they're going to see psychic in two years and say, oh, this other psychic told me I'd quit my job and find a job in June, and I did. And I'm like, well, didn't they kind of like chart your path for you? So I'm a little bit skeptical about them. 
And the other part of it that I didn't like is that whole divine free will aspect. I believe one of the greatest gifts that we come into this world with is, of course, our charted plan. Um, and I've talked about this in the past, how much I feel is charted and how much I feel is actually divine free will. And then the gift of divine free will to make our own decisions and have our own experience. It's like one of those choose your own adventure books that I used to read in the library in elementary school in the 80s and 90s. And you can really kind of choose your own adventure. I believe that we're going to always end up where we're meant to end up. But how do we want to get there? Right? So I decided to work with spirit. Okay, I'm getting way too far ahead. But so this is what I was encountering years ago. And so I had to learn to work with my spirit team to try to attract clients to me that were more open to getting down to that deep soul level stuff. I'm like, I'm curious to know why these guys want to give me their power. Like, why do you want to give me your divine free will? Like, why do you want me to tell you what to do with their life? Why are you struggling to make these decisions on your own? And that comes up even for me. You know, last year I was considering leaving my job and this year I did actually... Um, um, gain the courage to quit my job and they ended up keeping me but um, and I'm happy with that decision for now but I would have loved last year when I was going through all this turmoil to have somebody tell me what to do with my life but I know at some deep soul level I'm like no this is a calling for me to step up and a calling to rise up and make this decision myself and making the decision actually made me sick and so you know it was a really tough journey but I cannot tell you how much soul growth came out of that experience and how much more clarity came out of that experience about what I really want in my life and how I want to feel in my life and I made the adjustments to my life that bring me joy and happiness now and in a few months years weeks days hours who knows I'll be hit up with another um, you know opportunity to make decisions in my life so what I told spirit was that I'm not interested in taking people's divine free will decisions away from them. What I am interested in is listening to the whispers of their soul. I want to know what their soul is yearning for, what their soul is yearning for me to see in them that is keeping them from making the decisions on their own or listening to their own intuition to make these decisions and discernments. So I call them soul readings and I simply just say I want to listen to the whispers of your soul and I truly believe that at a soul level when I have clients in front of me and I do the work in the way that I do which is very different than um, other mediums and psychics is you know, I'm telling them things that they already know. I'm bringing up evidence and information from the soul that kind of identifies and gets down to the root of why they want to give their power away, why they're struggling to make this decision. And sometimes these things that I pull up are, you know, past trauma or, you know, fear and like the source of the fear. And what I find in the beauty of that is that People resonate really well with it because I think at a very deep-rooted soul level, we all want to be seen. We all want to be seen for our imperfections, for our vulnerabilities, for our insecurities. And what I also find through that process is that when these things are brought up in a soul reading, and I'm not telling people things that they do not know, they might be things that they do not think of. You know, I have this saying, sometimes our minds can't comprehend what our souls want us to know, that they somehow, in some way, and I don't know the beauty behind this in full, but the energy just kind of like moves. It's like it's seen, it's put on a 
silver platter in a spotlight and we talk about it for a few seconds and I pass along spirits inspirations around it and I hear from them months later saying wow that actually really changed the course of my life this is what I'm doing now and I'm curious about how I can hear the whispers of my own soul and that's where my passion is in the work that I do is sharing you know through mentorship and teaching people this is how you can tune into the whispers of your soul and yeah it might not always be saying what you want to hear what you're hoping to hear but if you honor these whispers and you take little baby steps towards following them the payoff is beyond measure beyond measure you could never have anticipated this path so that's how come the psychic style readings like the old school psychic fair readings and this is also why I've been hesitant I get asked a lot to do um parties like can you come give readings and I would love to do stuff like that, but the the depths I go to with a client might not be best suited for a party atmosphere because I do go to that deep soul level stuff. Um, it's not just like fluff, like, oh, you're going to meet Prince Charming in three months at Starbucks. So definitely, you know, put on a full face around that time. Like that stuff is so surface to me that it just feels not in alignment, okay? And when I gain clients like that, one example I use um, for my students, and I'm going to change it up a bit just to maintain anonymity, but I said that word really wrong. But I had this, um, the last client I attracted um, that really wanted that old school fortune teller psychic, like, just tell me what to do with my life. Um, you know, 10 minutes in, I could feel like I was not going to be able to meet their need um, because it's just not the way that I do readings. And I said, like, I know you have people who've worked with me, but I'm willing right now, like, let's just stop this. I'll give you back all your money because um, I don't think that I'm going to be a reader. And they insisted, no, keep going, keep going. Like, people really like working with you and da, 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 da. So I went against my better judgment and I just kept going because I'm also a recovering people pleaser. And they were getting frustrated with me because I just wanted to talk about the soul stuff. And they're like, no, 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 you need to tell me, like, when am I going to get another job? And then finally I said, well, are you applying for other jobs? And they're like, no. I'm like, then you're not going to get another job. And they were really frustrated. And then I was frustrated and I just had to end it. And I did a lot of prayer work after that. And I was angry for a little while, angry at myself too, because I didn't listen to the whisper of my own soul and just kind of stop it and accept that what I do and how I do it is not everybody's cup of tea. I am not going to be the reader for everybody. And I am perfectly okay with that. So I had to start praying a lot and centering myself a lot and working with my guides and angels to say, I only really want to attract people um, who will resonate with the way that I work and lo and behold it's been two years and I have not encountered another client like that and so I believe that working with our guides and working with our spirits team that's helping us can help with this type of stuff we just have to ask but sometimes you need to go through those difficult experiences to kind of identify and discern what you do want and what you don't want and that was my example of that experience so I did call myself a psychic early on and I've called myself an angel reader, I've called myself a medium and then I recently decided after I went through my rebrand and my um, website changes, um, I got an Indigenous Entrepreneurs Grant and it was one of the best things I've been through and it really kind of made me look at my business and look at my healing practice and how do I want to show up for the world? How do I want to dedicate and show up for the world of spirit? And I gained a lot of clarity because what was also happening is I was so into the soul reading and I was so into 
let's just like shift lives like one life at a time. If I can move one woman forward in their life in a positive way this week, then I consider my life to be purposeful. Um, and then I would find that I would be sitting with clients and then near the end, when I open it up, do you have any questions? They're like, oh, well, I was really hoping, you know, (laughs) my wife would come through or my husband would come through. And then I started feeling bad. I'm like, shoot, like I didn't actually meet the need of the client. Um, so I ended up recently when I reshifted my website, separating my soul readings from my, um, mediumship readings. And so now people know that if you just sign up for a soul reading, you're a curious spirit, you're kind of curious what's going to happen, what comes up. They are more, and I'm putting air quotes, psychic in nature, um, because there's not the mediumship there. But sometimes mediumship does come up in those readings because I'm an open channel. Before I start every single session, I literally pray and I open up my intention is to meet the need of the soul. I just intend to meet the need of the soul, whether it's things that need to come up from the past that will help move them forward, whether it's a loved one to come through with an apology. It's just really for the curious and the very open-hearted. And whereas my mediumship readings are, I need to hear from this person and they will sign up for the mediumship reading and then I will just hope I can bring that person through, which again, doesn't always happen. And it's so frustrating as a medium and I work with, I have a lot of peers now, which I didn't before. I kind of spent a few years in my mediumship journey kind of like on an island because I'd seen so many um, not very positive experiences with peers in the past. And so I just like, you know, I'm just going to do this on my own. But now I have have like a lot of beautiful aligned peers that I can have conversations with this like this with and I realize that I'm not alone in this with mediumship it's interesting because you know John Holland talks about this on his weekly hey house show you know you might want your mother you might get your aunt you might want your brother you might get your uncle um and I don't know why that works with the world of spirit because what started me on my mediumship journey and I'm being very real here is I was uh okay I don't want to say all this but I had an experience with a relative when I was younger And it was a very traumatic experience. And when this person died, I was so curious about what happened to them. Like, do people like this go to hell? Like, is there such thing as hell? Do they make it to heaven? And so I started seeking out mediumship readings when I was really young, when I was 17. Um, I would pay for them on my own. Nobody in my family talked about mediumship. I'd seen John Edwards on TV. I'd read almost every Sylvia Brown book. Again, these were all trademarks and callings towards my path at such a young age to mediumship. But it was 10 years and at least 10 mediums before my my relative actually came through. And looking back, yeah, you could have been like, oh, I was so disappointed all those times. But really, I don't think I was quite ready to hear what they had to say until they actually came through. I think there's an intelligence there behind spirit where... I wasn't ready and so they didn't come through and when I was actually in a place of like health and I had got reached a certain point of healing though had been you know over a decade later then that person came through exactly when I needed it so sometimes I will be in a reading in a mediumship reading and you know they'll be like oh I was really hoping xx came through and I kick myself I'm like oh my god why couldn't I pick up xxx and as a medium because we are service orientated and we are people pleasers. I mean, of course we want to please all the people and of course we want to please spirit. So we want to meet those needs. And sometimes as a reader, you can feel a bit like a failure in those moments when you don't bring through who they want to hear from. 
But now I'm kind of at a place, I'm six years in, and though the stings do hurt, they never go away, they never subside. I talk to some of my peers who have been doing this for decades, and I realize that the disappointment will never go away. <laughs> and we're very hard on ourselves as readers because we are dealing with the world of intangibles um, and trusting on validation, even for our own gifts, that, okay, yeah, I'm on the right path, I'm on the right path. Um, we had to kind of realize, and it's taken me a long time to realize that, you know what, their loved one's going to come through when they're meant to come through. And there's obviously something there that they need to hear that now is not the time to hear. And plus, you don't want to ruin somebody's experience. If you can't bring through what they really need because they're not at a place for it, you could ruin the whole experience for them when they want so desperately to hear from this loved one and then they get like a half-assed reading where they're like I don't know if that was them or if that wasn't you don't want to be the one responsible and I'm, I'm talking about this today because I'm realizing that more and more mediums are listening to my podcast because they're reaching out to me after listening so I'm starting to start talking about the service side of stuff up until now I've been really talking about those really interested in intuitive development at a very grassroots and basic level and now this episode is more catered to those who are actually out providing the service. So I hope that this kind of makes sense. But I really wanted to talk about um, the difference between psychic and soul readings because, you know, here, I'm going to read you something I wrote. Um, so somebody asked me today, what's, what's a soul reading? Can you explain it to me? And this is exactly what I wrote. Well, I have a hang up about psychic readings. I make it clear to people who see me. I am not a fortune teller and I don't believe in taking your divine free will away from you. So I won't tell you what to do with your life. I'll listen to the whispers of your soul to validate for you what you already know about why you feel fear about making the decisions in your own life. I was attracting people who wanted to give me their power and tell them to quit their jobs or leave their husbands. And I don't like those types of readings and I won't do them. So I listen to the soul and gain an understanding of why they want to give me their power, whether it's past trauma or more. Then they can feel more empowered to make their own decisions in their life. And this is something I'm very passionate about because... Yeah, I explained it to you already. I get rubbed the wrong way about psychic readings and I think that that's a skeptical part of me. And again, I really set the intention with spirit years ago that I want to be an empowering source for people. And I don't think telling people what to do is empowering. So, you know, people listening to this, maybe I'm not going to be your person. Maybe there's tons of people out there on Etsy and otherwise that do those type of readings. I can't validate their accurateness or anything like that, but there are still readers doing that type of reading. But I also feel that there's an involvement happening right now when it comes to this work. Even mediumship I see evolving. I see less of a need for mediumship now than ever before, even six years ago, because we kind of have this as a collective, this kind of like trust and faith that our loved ones make it and now that we're talking openly about signs from spirit and we're receiving dreams and understanding them people are kind of like kind of have peace that their loved ones make it and that so the need is a lot less for that so now I find that people are getting a little bit more curious about their own expansion their own soul and that's who I'm attracting to work with so anyone listening who's doing this work and you're running up against you know difficult clients or readings that are just not in alignment with what you wanted to do with this work with spirit I encourage you to sit in silence take a few deep breaths center yourself and start talking to your guides 
I have a mediumship guide and I have my main guide that I talk to mostly. And I'll say very specific things like, I, I really only want six clients this week. I don't want to keep this crazy long wait list. And I tell you, I only get those six readings. And there's beauty behind that. And I'll say, I really only want clients who are super curious about their own spirits and their own abilities. And for the next little while, that's what I'll attract. And I believe that that's fully because I'm working in partnership with the world of spirit because I am here of service to them. So... Yeah, and you know, I mentioned even before, it's a little bit selfish because those readings make me feel better. I walk away from a day of reading saying, okay, I made a change today. I made a difference for somebody and that feels really, really, really good. And so a little bit of it is a little bit selfish, but you know, you need to put the oxygen mask on first, right? So this is my rant today. It feels definitely more of like a rant <laughs> than anything else. But I trust, again, through the intelligence of spirit that those called to listen to this episode today will resonate with what I'm putting down. So if you do, share it on Instagram. Tag me at Squamish Medium or hashtag Spirit School. Send me a message. I love hearing from people. Um, and yeah, I hope that you all have a beautiful weekend. And I'll be back next week. I have two interviews next week. Again, Lindsay I need to learn her last name but we're Instagram friends she's a beautiful astrologer and medium and then Melissa White is returning and we're going to be talking a little bit about angels and a little bit about past lives and yeah it's going to be awesome so we'll chat soon guys